0: Forever (laughs) Canon The podcast where we talk about cool kids, their cool mom, and their weird uncle I'm Justin I'm Tim We are off to a start this week on Forever (laughs) Canon Where we're going to cover New Jedi Order, book 3 Dark Tide 2. Ruin?
1: Yeah.
0: Ah! So many words, man. Yeah. The podcast used to be one-word titles. And, and you, you, you're, throwing, <laughs>
1: you're throwing in the Dark Tide one. I was like, eh, why don't you just use the title? Like, why did not you use Onslaught for the last one and Ruin for this one? It's not like they're going to repeat because titles. Because they're
0: part of a duology, and let's pay it respect. If the If the people titled the duology Dark Tide... I will say it sounds like some like reimagining for the uh, laundry soap company new dark tide (laughs) clear coke (laughs) coke zero there is a tide or something for dark yeah for like dark laundry right yeah Yeah. ah anyways that's not even interesting (laughs) this week we're gonna talk about chapters Five through eight of the aforementioned book. But first, a bum bum bum. Why does that sound like the Cookie Monster a little bit? <laughs> abom, abom, abom. Previously, on Forever Canon, Shadow Shy dedicates to saving infidels with death. Mara spars corn. Luke readies Not War Council. Jason Jaina. Anakin have sad times at home with dad. And chief of state failure is awful. Leia heads for Imperial Space. That's how we started this book, guys. That's where we left off. You said corn on purpose, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wrote Corin, but I did. In the spur of the moment, as a comedic genius, it got me. Decide to call back all the way to many, 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 many books and years ago. So that one time that you said "cornhorn," Yes. The one
1: time I didn't enunciate properly.
0: <sighs> it's still funny. All,
1: uh, so good.
0: <laughs> Corn horn. I got to go back and listen to that. But one. that was last week or years ago, depending on the context of <laughs> what you think I'm referring to. This week, we start with chapter five. And it's Jedi meeting time. Like I said, Luke has gathered all the Jedi for a not war council. We're going to get together and decide what we're going to do about this war, but I don't want to call it a war council because that elicits a certain expectations of what we are going to do and what our purpose is, which is such a conundrum for the Jedi right now, right? Yeah. There are 100 of us. We used to be scattered. Now we're focused for the first time, maybe ever since the days of the old Republic. No, I mean the. The Republic. Sorry. Mm-hmm. not it, the only thing. Anyways. What are, we, what are we meant to do? What is our purpose as Jedi? Well, we're going to find out at this Jedi meeting because Kip Duran versus Luke Skywalker debate time where we've set up these two disagreeing philosophical sides mm-hmm. of Jedi should go out and fight to protect and Jedi should protect to protect. One of the, I made that, okay, that was maybe not a great representation of the arguments because the second one sounded like it made way more sense. <laughs> I didn't mean to posit it that way. But, like, you know, what are we supposed to do? Go fight things or hang around and help people wait for the fight to come?
1: Yeah. Uh.
0: By the way, it's noted here at the beginning of the chapter Kip Duran is also a master. Mm-hmm. Two masters.
1: Which is why he gets a say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I, I guess I forgot Kip Durin mm-hmm. was a master. I don't know. I can't remember everything. It's a lot of books. And we've been reading forward in time until now we've gone way backward in time. Mm-hmm. But Kip Durin is a master and he is here to debate the other master. And that begins with these two master <laughs> disagreeers. Come on. <laughs> yeah.
1: Come on. <laughs> I was was waiting for you to say.
0: But what are we supposed to do? Attackers versus protectors, offense versus defense. P.S. The government has abandoned us. And then at the end of like all the talking, nothing gets resolved at all. Other than Colonel Cornhorn's mission to Garky with Ganner, you and Jason. Yay. Yeah. Like that's pretty much the only agreement that we come to is that. Well, as a formerly retired military person, I've been pressed back into action and I'm taking these two people with me. And of course they represent, well, we already saw Corin and Ganner together in the last book. So I, I didn't really want this team up again. Yeah. We already did this. Mm-hmm. We already saw the two of them debate philosophies, but now they're going to do it in front of the, the, uh, very. Well, a very eager sponge that is Jason Solo. Yeah, like he's very. Um,
1: he's searching at the moment too for what his life should be, so he's very impressionable.
0: Impressionable—that's a good word. I settled for malleable in my own head because I couldn't get to impressionable. <laughs> Both <laughs> words. Yeah, he is very much like just willing or or at least receptive to being told what other people think Jedi are. And so we're putting in with these two people that we already saw express their beliefs last book. Ganner ends up coming back and saving Cornhorn against omission orders and all that. Yeah, and Jason also
1: is also not just like an impressionable sponge malleable, um, (laughs) but he adds a third arm to this philosophy thing where... A Jedi should be for a Jedi. Go off, learn all you can. Right. As not necessarily protect the people, not, not necessarily attack the people. Not
0: offense, not defense, like self-fense.
1: Yeah, like fully um insightful or what's there's another word I'm looking for. We're good at words today. Yes.
0: But uh, I know what you're saying. Introspective.
1: Yes. Hey. Did we did I get it? <laughs> you
0: did. All right, teamwork, you get one for me. I got one for you. And we're back on track. Yeah. So like nothing really gets decided in this debate, but of course, I mean, of course not. It's a giant, it's a huge philosophical issue and there's, there is no simple answer. So there will not like, don't expect them to come to a conclusion. We're talking about 100 different people that are, they're all supposed to just agree. (laughs) Yeah. um, Wholeheartedly that (laughs) to all of the same things. no. There's going to be a lot of nuance and subtlety in opinions and, and decisions. And uh, we're just letting it be known early on in the book that a lot of people think a lot of different ways for the Jedi. A lot of people like a lot of these names that we get, a whole pile of Jedi names in this chapter. Like Kip Durin, who we mentioned. Who came in like a bad guy last time we seen him. Anyways, mm-hmm. Jedi Master good guy, Kip Durin. Cam and Tion Salsar skitters there. Ganner out. of course. Octa and a Jedi I've never heard of, even though I've read this series. Maybe is that maybe a spoiler? Should I is that a spoiler for me? Is she gonna be gone soon? <laughs> <laughs> is that why I don't remember? No, probably because it's 19 books and like four short stories and a lot of a lot of story in there. Not really focused on people like even Kip Durin. Yep. But we get introduced to also Deshara Kor, a Twi'lek Jedi who tells Luke Skywalker that the Vong will take Coruscant if the Jedi aren't aggressive warriors. To which Luke gives us what I thought was the lamest response in all of Star Wars history. She says something along the lines of, uh, right? If we don't fight, they'll take it. And Luke's like, "Yeah, well, if we do fight them, well, it'll be even worse. In their place, oh, okay. In their place would be something worse." Luke's voice sank into a harsh whisper. In their place, we would have a hundred Darth Vaders, and that should fill all of you with more fear than anything we face now. Okay, buddy. Yeah. Fine then. A hundred Darth Vaders. (laughs) It's a little
1: dramatic. It's
0: so lame. Is one Darth Vader not scary enough? Because he murdered the entire Jedi Order last time. A hundred Darth Vaders. That is... that's, That's lame. Yeah. That is lame writing coming out of anybody's mouth. Let alone this guy being so flippant about his... Murder Wizard Father.
1: Yeah, it it does, it does lead me to think that if that if left unchecked, these impulsive full warrior Jedi would at least some of them end up going that way. That's definitely yeah. That's but definitely something that just saying it like that in a council to is tell us,
0: even with like Kip Duran's scary black cape billowing entrance. And yeah, like yeah, she's so gung ho to go do attackings. A at dark, uh, <laughs> dark. Skywalker, <laughs> Good. Luke Skywalker says to her. <laughs> you like that one? I do. Uh, he says, "A hundred of my bad dads. Imagine how bad that would be." I just thought that was so friggin' cheesy.
1: Yeah,
0: easy, cheesy, beautiful cover. Luke,
1: uh, uh, this
0: chapter, that. man. Not not much. No, not a not whole lot. Not much there. And then that's literally the last line of the chapter. Oh, yeah? It, there could be a hundred Darth Vaders if we do the wrong thing here. Dun, dun, dun. Dude, say something better. Yeah. <laughs> say something more poetic and less ham-fisted.
1: Yeah. Let me go get your assignments. Because even that, he was ready to assign things out to people. Yeah. Before this, uh, the whole council thing. Yeah, that inserted. is something
0: that like gets on her nerves, right? Yeah. So like you already have everybody's assignments planned out. Then, how? What do you mean? How are you coming here telling us that we had any option or that
1: you were even willing to listen? Yeah. So nothing really got decided. But
0: he has a good point where he's like, well, you have to plan ahead. Yeah. And if you were to have given me any sort of reasonable argument, I would have thought about it. And I would have changed things. But you didn't. But that's not what happened. So we're just going to move forward with what I had planned. Mm -hmm. Which is not what the attackers want. And it's not what they have planned, right? So we're still
1: butting heads half and half of the Jedi Order. And now that they've been given orders, per se, I wonder how much they're going to rebel even further. Like, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to do what I want. Gross. (laughs) Yeah. These are supposed to be grown-up Jedi, but okay. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Anyways, that's the chapter. How about a chapter title, Tim? What do you got? Yes, because I didn't... Uh... What do you got off the cuff? It's hard to remember. We've yeah. only been doing it for a whole book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. What do you got? Tell me first.
0: <laughs> well, for this episode, I thoughtfully decided to choose words from the text to create a chapter title. Okay. Because I like when that happens, right? When you read the chapter title and it's like bottom of the barrel. And then at some point it says bottom of the barrel. It's a little cheesy Mm -hmm. much like this end of this chapter but I decided the title should be 100 Vaders. (laughs) Because how would it be anything else?
1: And that helped me. I'm going to call it Dark Tidings. Oh. I get it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hmm. let us carry on yes chapter six jason solo my favorite character is on the ral roost meditating and contemplating and according to his twin sister Jaina, my other favorite character he's feeling agitated which is not normal for him Mm -mm. he says Something along the lines of... Or she says, uh, you must be really agitated if I can feel it. And he's like, yeah, I really must be agitated if I don't notice that I'm not hiding my emotions. <laughs> right? Yeah. Or controlling them, I suppose, is the guys under the Jedi, right? Keep calm emotions and broadcast that to the world. Yeah. But he's like, if I'm broadcasting my irritation, yikes, I really must be out of sorts. hmm But... She's like, "Hey, we're twins. I had a head start on reading you in the womb, and uh, 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 all, all the twin stuff, yeah." <laughs> yeah, it's fun, but why is he so heavy? Could it perhaps be this quote from him? Uh, "Quote: The Yuzhan Vong is our empire." Talking about how this is our big, violent oppressor that we're gonna have to overcome. Every generation needs one. <laughs> this is ours. Like he's being way f- foresightful.
1: Yeah. Whoa.
0: <laughs> that could possibly be a word. <laughs> he's being very thoughtful about how, th- how big of an impact this entire conflict is going to be on this entire generation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not like, Oh, hells. was crazy and bad news at to Right. He's like, no, this is our empire. Yeah, this is a galactic problem. This is a this is bad news for an entire generation. And what are we gonna do about it? And you know what's gonna come out of it? A hundred Vaders. Mm-hmm. Navong is our empire. The subtlety knob for how dark and dangerous a, a at the tipping point everything is right now. The subtlety knob is at zero. We're screaming, we're not screaming, we're whispering 100 Vaders, we're saying the Vong is our empire, we're laying it on thick at the beginning of the book, again, resetting the stakes, right, because we have to, it's a new book, Mm -hmm. maybe nobody, maybe, not nobody, whoops, maybe somebody picked up this book and didn't read the first one, we're being told, the stakes are high, the Jedi could turn into 100 Vaders, Yep. which I think just now I'm putting together is cause there's 100 Jedi mm-hmm. and not just arbitrarily. He's like a lot of Darth Vader. <laughs> All right. Anyways, it doesn't make it better, but, <laughs> but like, you know, we're being told straight up the threats that we're facing are enormous generational, you know, galaxy, g- mm. galaxy changing <laughs> events are happening. Ha- ha- happening. Oh No. It's only the second chapter, Tim. Yeah, it is. But hey,
1: the stakes are high. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, like a, like a, like a cow in a marijuana field. <laughs> the Stakes are high. <laughs> I think I just made that up. Anyways, back on track. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, Jada. I'm <laughs> <was> so dumb. <laughs> Jaina explains to Jason that she doesn't worry so much about the future and all these sorts of things because she's just one pilot doing her best. Right. She's like, I can't be responsible for everything that happens. All I can control is my cockpit and my part of the mission and like doing my part. I can't, you can't worry about everybody else and everything else in the future.
1: Yeah, that's it's a quick way to end up dead. A, that's what she says. Right? He's got to
0: focus on right now. Jason, though, sounds like he feels responsible for the entire galaxy. Wink! And then, Jaina sums Jason up for us. She says, You've always been looking beyond things, Jason. You always wonder if whatever you have is it. If it's all it could be. It's not a question of whether or not a mug is half full or empty, but... Whether or not it's the right mug and the stuff in it is the appropriate stuff. She shrugged. Because you're smart and talented, you've been able to blow past most problems and still function being concerned with these grander things. In fact, you roll over most problems without even thinking about them. Which is, again, like a little, you know, first of all, telling us about Jason Solo, right? Mm -hmm. Introduce his character. But also, like uh, again, the stakes are so high, No, most problems don't even stop you. And here you are, uh, dead in your tracks, right? Yeah. Jason, this is you all the time. This isn't the war changing you, whatever, whatever. He's always looking for more. He's always trying to understand if he's doing the best thing and looking for what's next. What's wrong with that? That sounds awesome. That sounds like a really thoughtful dude. Yeah. Or just any, like, a teenager especially? He's not just thinking about the what to do, the how to do it right, and the why to do it at all. Yeah. that's That seems incredible. It, no wonder why I it, fell in love with this <laughs> dude when I was 20 years old.
1: No wonder. It definitely... It, it's definitely like admirable traits to until where she's making the point where it detracts from him in the moment. He's, he's not being conscious of what he's doing in the moment where he's too busy worrying about what's going to happen later. He should probably probably try and find a balance if he can. Meanwhile,
0: meanwhile, what's she talking about balance? She's all in the moment. Yeah. She's not thinking about the future or, why join rogue squadron and what you want to do with that and what that means for your identity as a Jedi and a pilot now in the military. You know, Mm -hmm. she's not thinking about all that. She's just doing what she wants and trying to be the best at it. Yep. There's nothing wrong with either approach. Mm -hmm. That's not okay. That's not what I mean to say. There are of course flaws with each approach, um, but they're both admirable and they're both valuable. Mm hmm. And I'm loving this little twin segment of this chapter. And just as I think that, we cut to the twins in the cafeteria. And here comes Cornhorn telling Jason Solo he's going to have to follow orders on this mission. No going rogue. Wink. And oh, hey, Jaina, how is it being a rogue? Wink. See what I did there? Because, you know, he used to be in the rogue squadron. Did he not used to be like Rogue One? I think they said it's at one point he was like the, the head. Yeah, might have been. I don't know. He's a Jedi. I'm sure he was. <laughs> Come on. They're the best at everything. But, you know, I like that little comparison where he's like, Jason, you have to follow the rules. Jaina, how's life in the squadron of breaking all the rules? You know, Where like, uh, this kid just went, last mission he went on was with the boss of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker, yeah. Master Luke Skywalker, who doesn't have to even listen to anybody at a debate, according to Deshara Core, if that's her name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but last time this guy went on a mission, he, you know, he disobeyed his master and he ended up getting kidnapped and almost murdered, tortured and had to be saved, rescued. Two green lightsabers. So cool. <laughs> really cool part of the book if it still sticks out and I remember it. Because as we know, these pages they come and go even <laughs> even as i write them down it's just they're not meant to last not in my brain it's, it's liquid up there man
1: there's way too much going on with that
0: <laughs> anyways that's this chapter <laughs> cornhorn leaves the twins to eat at the cafeteria with leaving us on the doorstep of going to do things we're, we're just about done the setup you know mm-hmm. it's almost time to go do this mission and we, we've reminded the kids to behave themselves
1: well, how about a chapter title? Uh, this one, uh, mirror focus. They're mirrors. They're focusing on two different things and they're opposites. That's what I came up with just three seconds See, I ago.
0: disagree actually. I think they're focused on the same thing, but they're going to get there differently. And the title I chose from the text, same goal, different paths. Okay. Ah, same vibe, different <laughs> words. <laughs> Same goal, different paths, and, and then I cry, and I cry. The end. Chapter 7. Leia Organa Solo, Danny Kui, and her... Well, not her. I, I should have ordered, ordered this differently, I suppose. And the princess's new Nogri bodyguards. They've all entered Imperial Remnant space on a shuttle from the Rau Roost or something, I think, right? Mm-hmm. The Empire's Leftovers, Tim. We have arrived to the defeated uh, fascist government that we have let keep their own little pocket of space under the promise that they just piss off. Yep. Le- quit trying to take stuff over. Quit being bad guys. Mm-hmm. We'll let you be over there with your own rules. We'll stay out of your business.
1: You can have your own country. Just leave everyone else alone.
0: Yeah. And how did we get to this point? Well, Princess Leia tells us about the past. She says, Many of the Remnant's people still clung to the former glory they had known in the Empire. A whole new generation had grown up since the Emperor's death, and all the wants they felt were blamed on the Rebellion. Leia, as a leader of Same, and the Chief of State for the New Republic during all but the final battles with the Remnant, became the focus of... For much bitterness, people from the remnant tried to disrupt Luke and Mara's wedding, and it would be foolish to assume I'm safe here. Quite the specific memory to tag in there, but all right, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) I wonder what happened with that. I wonder what book that is, and I can't wait till we get there 20 years in the future. Because what's our plan? (laughs) Yeah, I got five more years of NJO. And, and then, then we got Darkness trilogy.
1: Yeah. And then we were going to start at the beginning and, and then work we're chronologically. Out of here. Yeah. We're going to go thousands of years.
0: 10,000 years in the past and uh, never probably make it back.
1: <laughs> we'll see.
0: Listen, let's not get into that daunting task right now. We're in chapter seven and we're focused on what's happening as we land on the Chimera. And we're welcomed aboard by Forever Canon Podcast favorite. Grand Admiral Gilad Pelion, the white haired old man in a white mustache and a white uniform. The Grand Admiral is here. No big deal. And he welcomes Leia as like a friend. Yeah. Because that's how cool this guy is. That's how, I guess, politically savvy, but also just genuinely earnestly... Uh, I'm trying to get through adverbs to get me to a noun or an adjective. (laughs) He is just a good dude. Yeah, he 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 might be on the bad guy team, but he's like the best of the bad guys, and he doesn't really do bad guy stuff.
1: Yeah, he knows that she was. That's how eloquent I got after (laughs) (laughs) those adverbs. He he reads like he knows she was doing her job and doing the best for her people, and. That's, that's good with him. Like you were doing yeah. a good job for your people. And that's what I'm going to do too.
0: Yeah. More with- like, more like your thing from the previous chapter, same paths. We have the same job. We have different goals. Yeah. He's like very respectful of, of politics as colleagues. Mm-hmm. And he shows that to Leia solo. He has her sit down. He has their team sit down. He has the other people not, he's not facing his Imperials cause he's, Doing some sort of political maneuvering with them, right? Some kind of of stepping on toes and blah, blah, blah. Leia's here, though, to tell him what's up. What the Vong have come and done, and the fact that everyone's in danger, not just the New Republic. It's going to be on your imperial doorstep any time now, kicking at your boots. And he says... Yep, we had an agent at Dubrillian, and we knew about that. And we had an agent at Belkadan in X-Gal 4, so we knew about that too. And Danny's all like, what? And the ever-suspicious Empire says, let me check on your intelligence that you've offered me, and we will talk. Far more receptive than the furry little jerkwad forced... Forsk (laughs) Balia. Oh, no, Tim. What are we doing today? Good old Forsk. (laughs) Oh, Forsk is in. He is a master disagreeer. (laughs) Anyways. Seriously, this meeting with the Empire, as a contrast to the meeting with the New Republic to warn them about these threats, vastly, vastly enormous gulf of difference in between the two receptions mm-hmm. and it's all based on personality not politics like it's not based on information that borsk failure acts like a jerk to leia yep. that's based on personal pride and and his own uh maneuvering and, and paranoia yeah it's,
1: like it's power struggle yeah power
0: he's jealous of her mm-hmm. meanwhile Old Gil over here, Grand Admiral of his own empire, is like, I hear you. That all sounds bad. I also heard about all that from our guys that were there that you didn't know about, so one up. But I'm going to check that info, and we'll get back to you. Yep. Not laugh her out of the Senate (laughs) and threaten threaten someone's career. And, like, what a mess. Now, if we want to compare that to... (laughs) to what just happened here in imperial space they seem like a much more well functioning unit like a more well put together situation Mm -hmm. as of course fascism often runs (laughs) right (laughs) oh oh by the way leia's great in this chapter and uh, they're off to a good start maybe with the empire I love Pelion and his mustache, and uh, uh, there's he, no way
1: they're gonna stay out of this fight. Yeah, and every every time I've read, I've read about Pelion and all of these things, and and various other things, he always seems like a really a guy I'd wanna meet, like in real life. Just... Dude,
0: ever since i seen his little fat face with the mustache on Star Wars Rebellion on the PC, mm-hmm. I was like, that's a funny
1: dude. Yeah.
0: Not knowing anything about him. He's got his little hat. He's got his fat face and white mustache. And you're like, look at that guy.
1: Yeah. Awesome. A guy that'd be fun to Great just... looking character. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I want him on my team. And then, well, it turns out in the books, also cool.
1: <laughs> they played the
0: same game. How about a chapter title?
1: Friends, maybe.
0: (laughs) Imagine NBC hit comedy. Friends, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) We're not sure how these people who live across the hall from each other are going to get along. In season one, we'll call it Friends, maybe. (laughs) Using the text that I totally remember, the chapter title I came up with, An Anvil, a Hammer. Because at one point Leia says, uh, We we need to smash this threat. We have the anvil
1: and we need you to be the hammer. Mm -hmm. That's like right when they first walk in.
0: She walks in and she's she's like, Hey, teamwork.
1: Yep. Yeah. And yeah, she doesn't get, you know, screeched at. (laughs) And he's like, Hey, that kind of sounds like a good idea.
0: Ah, we'll see.
1: Yeah, maybe. We will
0: see. Here's the thing. There's no way they're going to stay out of the fight. Like, there's no way they're staying out of the story. Let's step outside of the of the narrative and let's think on a meta level. Mm-hmm. If this threat is coming to take over the entire galaxy, if that's what the story is about, and you've already now had a conflict with one character, we'll say, in the New Republic, well, there's no way you're not going to also have stories that involve the Empire and crossover, and then what happens when the empire is gonna get involved? They're gonna to try to sneaky, underhandedly undermine things and take stuff over, you
1: know, surreptitiously. And it's gonna be its own problem yes. within the problem. Well, don't worry, we got troops. We'll watch this planet. Yeah, and and then we'll, like we can continue on elsewhere, and then not want to rescind that yeah. power, or just like, hey, oh, yep.
0: We're going to send three uh, Star Destroyers out there with that one Roost, right? And then yeah. they're like, we're taking over. Yeah. <laughs> hi. Three of us, hi. Hey, we're that ship, that's now. ours now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring that to me. <laughs> you know, like, that's yeah. what's coming, man. An anvil, a hammer. Chapter 8. Luke is tired. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. If... The outside of the movies, K okay, I don't think this exists in the movies, but outside of the movies, in every book that we've read, if there has been one consistency, why is everybody always writing Luke Skywalker, sleeping, waking up, having a dream, being tired? Always. And It, <laughs> it always comes up, right? Yeah. Because everything's always a lifelong of conflict
1: and struggle mm-hmm. and... And and the man he, deserves to be tired. And he's always a central focus, the one that's trying to keep it all together. Dude, and, but but yep, Luke is tired. But
0: Tim, no time to sleep. He says, all the Jedi are bickering about their assignments because it's contentious times. So, Mara brings in Anakin to distract Luke from that problem with a new problem, <laughs> a problem that Anakin has found in the computers dog doing a fast fat lay down he's a hundred pound one-year-old baby and i love him he's <laughs> wonderful okay it's enough the dog Ah, oh, it's great i got distracted
1: we, we should and put him g- <laughs> we should put him on our <gasps> on our thing dude for the
0: podcast. dude all right homework huh yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah Get him in like a Jedi hood or something. I got, I
0: remember. got that, I got that Tie Fighter bow tie that I put on him for your wedding. I'll put <laughs> that on him again. Yeah. See if we can get a good. Anyways, okay, okay, okay. Enough about the dog for real now. Back to the story. Anakin has found a problem on the computers. He's been going through the search history, and someone has been googling boobs. I mean, how to do an Imperial super weapon. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> right.
1: It's the anarchist cookbook that Uh-oh. they've been looking up.
0: Someone doesn't know how to delete their search history, and they're busted. How to do an Imperial superweapon. Who are our main suspects? Well, it could be Octaramus. The Vong killed her boyfriend, Miko Reglia, mm-hmm. which I didn't know they were
1: involved,
0: but I don't know if that was mentioned previously. It was not.
1: Not that I it shocked me too. So a personal
0: yeah. loss for one of the Jedi, of course. Right, he was a Jedi. I forgot about that.
1: Mm-hmm. The only one in Kip's uh, flight, other than himself.
0: And speaking of Kip Durin, he's also a suspect. He once blew up a planet to avenge his brother, who then, of course, died on said planet because he wasn't dead before. So suck on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Our final suspect. DeShara Core. Why? Cause she's missing. She was supposed to get on a certain ship to go to her mission, and she did. And then she got off. Cause she didn't. She wasn't there when the ship got to where it was supposed
1: to be. Yeah, the, the ship shuttle, broke. The, the ship broke down and had to get rescued, and she wasn't part of the head Manifest. <laughs> yeah.
0: So number one suspect. Not the dude who's done it before. Mm-hmm. Not the the scorned lover whose boyfriend has been murdered. The mouthy one who dared disobey Luke Skywalker at the debate. Number one suspect.
1: <laughs> we, the,
0: the loudest one. And we cut to Luke, Mara, Anakin, and R2 searching for Daishara Corps at the, uh,
1: all around the... Yeah, like the shipyard. Yeah. The, the docking port. The spaceport.
0: Yes. Yeah. I was like, uh, it's like an airport, but space, spaceport. Got it. <laughs> Sand shoes. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like snowshoes. Anyways, they're searching all over for Descartes. Corps. Hard names, okay? But where did she go? We got to figure out where she went. She's doing something about Imperial Super Weapons, so where did she go? Maybe the Maw? No, not the Maw. Not the Maw. Because Dala destroyed the secret lab that was there. Just sprinkling in some little familiar names and lore for us there
1: mm-hmm.
0: she couldn't have gone there luke finds a shady fella named chalco hate that name mm-hmm. chalco chalco calco yeah don't like his name but he joins the team searching for dashar core because he saw the twi'lek and he knows docking bays honestly actually what yeah. Why did Luke Skywalker? Why is Luke Skywalker involving this guy in a search for a Jedi? What he says to Mara is like, he knows docking bays and people to ask, and also she's like, while well, he's drawing attention, we'll be harder to spot while we try to find her. What
1: the hell? I don't know. He's really observant. He, I don't know.
0: It makes no sense. But also. Luke knows that we need to go to a planet called Vortex and the cathedral of winds. So if we know where to go, why do we need Chalco? What are we doing? Is he a reptite slave? What just happened?
1: <laughs> he's a, he's a, a
0: Vaughn. Let's just say that. Whoa. Whoa. Wait, what if that's real?
1: I, I just,
0: I think that was a joke that you said. Yeah. Yeah. But what if that's real? And Luke Skywalker was like, no, Mara wouldn't have, would have noticed as well. Or maybe she's, maybe not. Maybe she's too focusing her force energy in on herself. But you'd think searching the place for a Jedi. You'd be like, you'd notice. Oh, Hey, there's a spot. There's a dead but spot. Maybe. Yeah. But otherwise what is happening? Mm-hmm. Why have we signed up this civilian to Jedi business?
1: See, that's, that's, that's the only thing I can think of is let's insinuate the Vong into Jedi business. That's the only reason I could think of why they would pick up this random such drifter. A,
0: such a weird chapter. Yeah. Two Luke Skywalker chapters this week? Both weird. <laughs> both weird endings. How about a chapter title for chapter eight? Uh, Gone Rogue.
1: Picking Up Strays. Hey, all
0: right. I think that was said in the text. That's why I wrote it down. I'm gonna. Yes, it like. was
1: right at the end of the chapter. Mara said that to Luke.
0: Yes. Oh, that's a good theme. That's a good theme to write chapter titles based on.
1: You know what? I like it. Let's both do it and see if we come up with. Oh, should we? Should we both write chapter? Shut titles up! Shut up!
0: Have, the have six. I
1: said that for four months? I, I did last time and the time before. We mostly have. <laughs> um but do you use the same method and see if yeah. we come up with either the Ooh, same titles pick? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh right, because in like, you know, in the limitless of imagination there's less chance of us to line up. But if we put the limit on it of using only the text, there's a good chance we choose the same representative phrase. What do we win if we match chapter titles? I don't know. I don't know either, Isn't but we hang out more? Find out next week when we cover New Jedi Order, Book 3, Dark Tide 2, Ruin, Chapters 9 through 12. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Fine then. A hundred times Vader. <laughs> For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Cannon Podcast is a Jay Blazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at jplazer. Check us out.